0: Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook, created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey there, and welcome to episode 100. Hundred Feels like kind of a big milestone. All right, so this week we're going to talk about prioritizing or choosing, um, choosing which trials to go to, especially if you are a multi-passionate dog handler who maybe your dog competes in different things, or maybe you've got one dog doing one thing, another dog doing another. So how do you choose when on a given weekend you could maybe go to obedience or you could go to agility or... Or rally, or hurting, or all of the above. You know who's to know? And I realize, just caveat, that not everybody in the country um, has this sort of dilemma. On out here on the East Coast, it's a pretty compact uh, geography, and so um, kind of within where I live in Northern Virginia, you know, 45 minutes, I'm. Through Maryland and into Pennsylvania, you know, or you know, New Jersey is two hours from my home, and you know, there's just a lot of different choices, right? So I realize not everybody in the country has that, okay? Um, But let's say that on a given weekend, you do have a bunch of choices. Uh, For instance, there's always a all breed trial that also used to have obedience and rally; they don't anymore, sadly. uh, That um, coit or coincides with an agility trial that I love. And um, there sometimes is another event on that same weekend as well. So we have to pick. So this, of course, all goes back to our the goals that we set for the year. And um, when we set goals for the year, the way I like to do it is I go t- through each dog and I start with, okay, what are their lifetime goals? Like when this dog retires, what do I want to have you know, be able to say that this dog accomplished. And I write down all the lifetime goals. And then I break it down into maybe like three year, maybe one year chunks, and then maybe six month chunks. Okay. And it helps me to figure out like, yeah, I eventually want to, you know, put a mock or a rally rock or something on this dog, but, you know, I have these milestones and, you know, this dog maybe is in, you know, advanced right now. And, you know, we have a a little ways to go before we're actually in, in the hunt. So, um, then it allows us to set those milestones and it allows us to create some focus. And I do that for every dog in my house. Okay. And, a lot of the times, there are some similarities in what the dogs need to work on or want to accomplish, but that isn't always the case. Um, you know, for instance, if you have one dog who is, needs a breed championship, but the other dogs don't, now you're also competing with, okay, well, that dog needs, a, needs to go to the breed show, but the other ones don't, but they all could go play agility this weekend, right? And so we get into this um, problem of choosing. Well, when I'm setting my goals for the year, I'm also doing one more step that I've talked about, which is I make some decisions, right? So when I look at their goals and I look at the goals of all the dogs and, you know, the goals for the coming six months to a year, I think, okay, what is the most important in this list? Last year, the most important thing for me was that my two younger dogs, um, Of course, they're middle-aged now, but my two younger dogs finished their draft or carding it's the equivalent of a championship. It's not called that, who cares? <laughs> but um, their draft thingamajig um, there. And that was the most important thing. And it was, I decided, I made a decision that that was the most important goal for the year, because there is a lot of uh, conditioning involved in that. I didn't want to have to you know keep my dogs in that level of conditioning again for another season. Um, you know, they have to pull their weight rounded down. And so it's, it's a lot of conditioning and it can be wear and tear on their bodies. And so I prioritized that for the year. And I said, this is going to be one of the most important things I do. And because of that, and because I don't want to condi- keep them in condition for the fall season, because we don't really do it so much in the summer because Bernie's mountain dogs, hot, etc. <laughs> um, I wanted to get it done in the first half of the year. So that meant that I was going to do a road trip out to the Midwest where I could catch back-to-back trials, one in Illinois and one in Iowa, all right? That for me meant missing um, a couple trials And that I normally would go to out on the East Coast. It meant obviously extra travel time, staying out there in between. Luckily, they were weekend to weekend, but I still had, you know, five days in between to, you know, hang out somewhere and figure out and all that kind of stuff. But because I decided that that was my kind of number one goal for the year, and because those two dogs work in a team... It was easy because they both needed it. And so that's how I prioritized and I made that decision. Okay. So then, of course, we headed back and then we shifted to other goals. We shifted our focus to other things. So the way I think about how I go to or choose an event um, that I'm going to, one of the factors is definitely you know, has to go back to our goals. And that's why goal setting at the beginning of the year is so important because we're not only saying like, yes, I have this laundry list of things that I want to do with my dog. We break it down into, yeah, but when do you want to do that laundry list? And we break it down even further. And if we get to a point where we have three, four, I know some of you even have like even more dogs, six, eight, you know, dogs that you're doing things with, or your household is doing things with, you know, then it gets tricky Trickier and to try to see, like, okay, well, who has priority? So, other things, like, well, in, in that, like, sticking with that example before I go on, sticking with that example for a second, like, that was a priority to me. For some of the reasons I said, right, I didn't want to keep them in conditioning, conditioned again. You know, their age is a factor. Um, you know, those of us who are getting close to the end of a big goal, you know, we worry about, you know, their health or injury or something like that. And so I felt like I needed to get that out of the way. Um, so I was factoring, like I said, age, you know, conditioning, um, calendar, opportunity, all of this, the schedule, like how the schedule just kind of falls. And I had to weigh all that. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is this is my chance. I am going to forgo these other trials in order to do that. Okay. So you may be taking into account, um, you know, the other thing is how often those events take place. For me, because I cart or draft with my dogs there aren't that many chances there isn't one of those things every weekend in every geography in order to find those two that they were in May I had to like I said go to the Midwest from the East Coast And so um, that meant, um, you know, obviously additional travel. But what that was also saying is like, look, I've, I've only have these two shots. If I don't go there, then I have to wait until fall or I have to wait until some other venue. Okay. So geography opportunity, I guess, played a role in that of how many chances will I have to do that. That can be the case for sure. If you have, maybe an agility trial and something in scent work, right? Scent work is still, you know, it's so popular right now, and it can be very hard to get into trials. And I know people who have double entered, right? They've double entered into scent work um, and say agility or obedience, knowing that they'll probably get into the, like, let's use uh, obedience or something. They'll probably get into obedience, but they're not sure they'll get into scent work. And they're willing to forgo obedience if they get into scent work or something like that. Um, So sometimes it's how often does that venue hold competitions for you that you can get in? And are you willing to double enter? And or can you pull your entry, your, the second entry, um, you know, right before closing, if possible, if you know, if you don't get your, or if you do get the, your first choice. So that's another thing to factor. But I would say again, that, you know, in order if I'm choosing, in that case, if I'm choosing scent work over obedience, it's because I think, oh, scent work is really hard to get in. It's, I don't have as many chances. So that's still an example of like, I don't have as many chances potentially to get into this competition as I would say agility, because like out here on the East coast, we have a lot of different venues, um, for agility. And while trials do fill, um, we can, um, you know, pivot and, and go to a different trial potentially. Um, might be a little further away etc so the other thing that i really think about is i go back to those decisions i made in the beginning of the year and those decisions really help me prioritize all of my actions going forward into the year and they help me define sort of seasonality okay so let's go into both of those things okay super quick If you've been DIYing your mindset, it might be time to commit to the Q membership. Each month, we take on a different theme and go deep on those topics each week. Handlers report back they have improved their confidence, gotten a handle on pressure, reduced their ring nerves, and more. The link to the membership is always in the show notes, and there's a monthly and annual option. If you choose the annual option, be sure to put Q Podcast in at checkout to get an additional month for free. You also get a coaching call with me. Back to the show. Okay, so when we talk about seasonality, what I mean by that is I sort of think of, I don't know, I don't know if everybody's like this, but I sort of think of my then my year is like kind of first half of the year, second half of the year. And I, and I suppose in part of that is I tend to take off um, a big chunk of time in say July typically, and maybe the beginning of August sometimes because it's hot and because I have dogs who obviously are not going to be the happiest trialing when it's, you know, 85, 90 degrees or like super humid. So I will kind of switch up what we do. So that's the time like I go camping, I, you know, get them in the water. I, you know, just, I do different things. We don't all turn into couch potatoes. We just do different activities. So because of that, I tend to think of my year sort of January to June, and then, you know, August to December. So a lot of times when I am setting my goals for the year and looking at the schedule, I will also take a look at, well, what's happening first part of the year, second part of the year, you know, and and start to prioritize. For instance, in agility, um, some people who are trying to qualify for the invitational are going to be like, you know what, from... I'm making this up. April through June, it's going to be agility all the time because I because the cutoff for you know qualifying is June 30th, and I want to give myself the best chance possible of you know getting to the invitational this year. For instance, um, other people who are trying to get to nationals are running to that November 30th date, right? So it may really change um, how you trial or how you focus in those last few weeks and months. If you finish qualifying for, you know, AKC Agility Nationals in, you know, September, fan-freaking-tastic, you know, you might be opened up to be able to do some other things, all right? Um, What I find for the most part is that we, there are, if you are playing agility and something else, that most of the time you will have other chances to do agility, all right? It might be a favorite trial, for you, um, but chances are it is competing with something that doesn't happen quite as often. So in those cases, I go back to, well, what are my goals for this dog? you know? And the hardest part is is when my goals with two different dogs conflict with each other right? Let's say one of my goals for one dog is to do a bunch of rally and my goal for the other dogs to do a bunch of agility. Okay. That gets harder. And I, then the deciding factor, I mean, there's a lot of staring out the window and thinking, right? I mean, you know, there's you know, a, a lot of non-science <laughs> involved in this and it, sometimes it comes down to, um, which one you would enjoy doing more. Is there a better judge for you? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. But again, in that case where you know I've got two dogs with competing interests, let's say, um, then I'm looking at well, what are their ages? What are their chances to do it later? Can I catch a couple different ones in the fall? Is there some other time constraint that I'm coming up against? And typically, when I've gotten kind of down to that even second or third layer, it's pretty easy to make the decision because. In my case, like I said, there will be in another agility trial unless I'm trying to get two more trials in before the January 30 or June 30th cutoff, for instance. Right. And then that takes precedence. So I think when you you think about like, what are my opportunities, what's happening in the schedule um, and what ha- what it. What it illuminates though, I think what it really brings to the front is for me, those decisions are easier because I put the time in, in the beginning of the year, this time of year to take a look at the schedule. And I sit down with a pencil and I look at, you know, I go through, in my case, I do primarily AKC and I go through the AKC calendar and I look at all the obedience and a And rally trials I could possibly go to. Then I go through agility. Then I might go through scent work. And then I might switch to the barn hunt site and go through the potential barn hunt, you know, things. And then maybe the AHBA site and look at some herding or maybe back to AKC and look at other herding, right? So, you know, for those of us who have all of these different things, um, we have to sit and take that time to plan it out and in the end absolutely when I look at my calendar then what I have is a bunch of trial well a bunch of venues represented and there's a couple weekends in there where I want to do three different things be in three different places at once and of course oh and I forgot confirmation and of course that's not possible Okay. So then I start to pencil in, you know, closing dates and, and things like that, because that helps me understand oh, well, I have to double, if, if I choose to double enter, here's when I need to pull um, from the one trial or s- something like that. But then I start to look at it. And if I have a conflict, say, in May. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but I, I actually agility is more important in May. Okay. That knocks out the obedience trial. I'll have to do that obedience trial in July. I don't really like to do that because I like to be taking a rest. Will I make an exception? And then I can start to weigh that. Okay. The other thing it illuminates when we do that and we put it all in pencil and we make a complete mess out of our, you know, maybe monthly calendar is we start to see where we need breaks. Right. I am a huge I have a, I have a soapbox reserved just for, you know, making sure that we take um, time to rest our dogs and really let them their bodies recover and really let them repair. Right. We we know from, you know, conditioning, we know from all of that kind of stuff that our the dogs need to repair. And so I think, you know, in some cases, if we're trialing every weekend, even if we're doing different venues, it's still, you know, it's still really working their brains and their bodies. Okay. So I want to make sure that that's balanced. So by doing that, that really helps me. Then I can go back and see like, okay, how is this matching up against my goals Um, and if I still need a tiebreaker, you know, maybe I'm looking at judges or maybe I'm looking at distance or where the trials are or things like that. And maybe God forbid, I'm looking at what I would just enjoy doing. Right, because sometimes going to the trial that you should go to because you have to have the cue because you have to get this title finished or something is becomes the most miserable weekend, <laughs> right? You know, um, and sometimes the one that is the easiest and just joyful and you can stay at home and your dogs are chill and you know you don't even have to run till 10 a.m. or something like that become the most um, fun you know, or the best weekends because you're relaxed and, you know, and and the stress level is greatly reduced. Okay. So I'm not sure that I gave you any magic bullet other than to say that you've really, a lot of this work, I know for me, happens when I set my goals for the year. And if you don't know what your goals are and you don't know what are your most important goals for the year, then you are absolutely going to struggle with this exercise um, you know, more potentially. And then the second thing is, is, you know, what is the thing that happens most often, least frequently kind of thing that you need to make room or space for? Okay. So those are some of the ways would love to hear back from you about maybe some other things that you consider when you're trying to, you know, make a choice or figure out what you need to enter on any given weekend. Um, I face this choice a little bit in my specialty because sometimes there can be conflicts and multiple things going on in one day and again it's very much a priority game i will tell you that i usually just end up double entering (laughs) and i've definitely thrown away an obedience run or two because i just needed a day off right um which is fine and possible and a prerogative i suppose um but yeah, I would love to know from everybody how they make their choices. And uh, also, if anybody else, because this topic came from a listener, I'm very appreciative. If anyone else has any other topics they would like me to cover, my um, just send me an email or hit me up on a DM or something like that. I'd love to take take it on. So think about this next time you sit down to planning on your dog men Mondays or whatever day of the week you plan. And uh, yeah, let me know how it goes or what else that you would add to this conversation. And no matter what you're up to this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at theqcoach and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.